Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. You know, when you put the silver and black uniform on, you get such a surge of energy. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. And a lot of football players around the country that want to wear that silver and black. JT The Brick. When you talk about the Raiders, everyone knows you talk about the Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio 920 AM, here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate, JT. Good afternoon, everybody in the Raider Nation, as I'm making a rare live appearance in studio this summer with Bobby. Bobby said, come on in. We got to do some work today. And I'm thrilled to be in studio here today with all of our great partners who support the show as England is underway against Denmark. England, Denmark underway as we're looking at the Euro. Can't wait to see this as I host the show with you today. And we're brought to you by PT's Best Happy Hour in Town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, 64-plus locations. You know, the same company, Golden Entertainment, owns the Strat, where Sammy Hagar is going to have a residency. We'll have more on that deal down the road to tell you about. Head on out to watch the game now if you're looking for a spot to watch this great England game. Listen to us in the car. <clears throat> Listen to us on the app. And uh, watch this soccer game in any PT's. They are wide open and ready to serve you, even if you want to sit at the bar and play video poker and make some money while you're doing it and have great food and all the great drink specials. Where are we going today? Well, the goal every day is to get a Tom Flores call early in the show so my head doesn't pop. Because Bobby knows if I don't see people buying into what I do, I get really upset. I'm, not, I'm definitely in radio. I take the ball home or the microphone home with me and stay really pissed off. I'm not like that in life, just like that in radio. So I asked everybody in the summer of Flores to Canton, every day I want a Flores call or two. What do I mean by that? I need someone to call in and talk about yesterday was great. Few people bought in, and I want it to happen every day. Every day that I'm in here, you hear my voice. I just want to hear a couple of callers say, Tom Flores did this for me. I don't know how to I don't know how to fill in the blank for you. What did Tom Flores do in your life inside the Raider Nation that helped you become a better Raider fan? Pretty simple. He was a head coach at two out of the three Raider Super Bowls. And I know that had a big impact on your life. But what about Coach Flores specifically? What era, what player? You know, when you think of Tom Flores, what do you think of first? And let me know. Because that's what I'm doing here for the next couple of weeks before I head to Canton. And I'm, I'm going to Canton to see this up close. And I'm hoping that a lot of Raider fans are going to do the same thing. 702-365-9200. And again, from winning the first smack off, which is what, what I did, and taking calls more than anyone, all I'm looking for is a couple of relevant Tom Flores memories over the next month. I talked to someone today inside the Raiders who said, man, that's a great idea. Let me tell you mine. And I stopped and I said, why don't you call in? He goes, no, 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 I don't call in. I go, well, what was it? And it was a story about Coach Flores back in L.A. and what Coach Flores did for this Raider employee and his family that went outside the box. Just a private story, but it was really cool that this individual didn't want to share on radio, but it was just how generous Tom Flores is. So if you're a Raider fan, don't shut me out today. I don't like getting shut out. I'm looking for Raider fans on Coach Flores all month as we head to Canton, 702-365-9200. All right, so another big story going on is Aaron Rodgers. As I told you, I was wrong yesterday. I was wrong because I said Aaron Rodgers, when he was done beating Tom Brady in golf, he beat him in, Tom, beat him in Montana last night. He beat Tom Brady, played better than Tom Brady. 
that we could get into Aaron Rodgers' next move. I was wrong because Aaron Rodgers is now in Lake Tahoe where he's going to compete to try to win a real tournament at the American Century Celebrity Golf Tournament. I hosted my show from there for 10 years. It's a big arc of my career being up there, and it's a big tournament. It's the biggest tournament you can win as a celebrity golfer, and he's going to try to win it. So he's going to golf this week too, and then when he gets done golfing. But Aaron Rodgers made some news as he is talking about mental health. And this is important to me because in the era that I grew up with as a kid and Bobby in the 70s and 80s, we didn't talk anything about mental health. I never heard anything about mental health. My parents never brought it up. We didn't have any problems in our family that I was aware of with mental health. So it never came up. Mental health was always a negative story where someone is feeling so bad negatively that it's affecting their mental health. And we hear that all the time in sports, that athletes are having a difficult time. But Aaron Rodgers made it clear at a press conference that mental health now means something different to him. It's about keeping his mind healthy, having the peace of mind so he can continue to compete at the highest level. And this is new to sports. Many quarterbacks have not talked about this over the decades. Imagine if Johnny Unitas, what I'm about to play, if this came from Joe Namath, or Ken Stabler when he was alive, or Johnny Unitas, or Dan Fouts. They would never talk about this, but Aaron Rodgers is comfortable doing it. I've just been really trying to, to think about what puts me in the best frame of mind. What habits can I form that allow me to feel most in my body, most present, happiest? And that's what I've been doing. And what he's doing is he's telling everybody now that he wants to be happier. He's not happy. He's not happy playing in Green Bay. Because he's not happy because Green Bay did one thing. They drafted a quarterback to replace him. It's really changed Aaron Rodgers' life. It motivated him to be a better quarterback. And he had an MVP year last year. Played in the NFC Championship game at home. You can't go any farther than that other than the Super Bowl. And he lost to Tom Brady. And if you look at this, he's still not healthy uh, mentally. He's not right. And he got engaged. And as Bobby was snickering, the one thing you shouldn't do if you're not mentally where you need to be is get engaged to marry. That, that, you got to figure that out before you get married. Don't count on someone else to help you get to where you need. That should be pretty much figured out before you get married. So he's not there yet. And he doesn't know if he wants to play. So he was out on the golf course yesterday and was asked about by the team, the TNT team, which included Charles Barkley, about his decision to come back. Do we have that sound, Bobby, of him coming? This is when he's in the golf cart yesterday at the match in Montana. Darren Rodgers, Green Bay Packer, maybe, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, we'll, find right. it. we'll find that. We'll get the bear spray. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> there are bears here. All right, so that really wasn't it. That was his tee shot. We wanted to talk about him as he was driving the golf court, talking about being a Green Bay Packer or not. We'll grab that sound here in a little bit. But he didn't answer the question. He didn't answer the question. It was Larry Fitzgerald, Charles Barkley jumped in, and Aaron Rodgers basically blew it off. So he is not in a good place now with Green Bay. So why am I putting that in the monologue today as we wait for Tom Flores' calls, and we have none seven minutes in, is that it comes down to he's going to go to Denver. He's going to go to Denver to make himself happy if he can't get happy in Green Bay. Okay, so that's my conclusion of what's going to happen here, which is not a good thing for the Raider Nation. 
Okay, so that's period. And I don't want to hear from any Raider fan telling me, because he's not going to Denver now. It might be next year. They might, they might bust his balls to the point where he can't go this year. They're going to make him play out that contract, and they're going to trade him. And then the lead candidate for him is going to be Denver. And if that's the case, then Gus Bradley's going to have to prepare for Justin Herbert who was the best quarterback. It was the best quarterback performance I saw live last year. I tell that to everybody. I saw Brady, Drew Brees, Justin Herbert was the best quarterback performance I saw in a game was Justin Herbert at Allegiant Stadium. That's not a knock on Derek Carr. It was just the best. You know, I saw Josh Allen. I saw Derek Carr. I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick. I saw Tua. I saw Drew Brees. I saw Tom Brady. And Tom Brady had five touchdowns. I was more impressed with Justin Herbert because of his leg work and his footwork and his arm strength and all that. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers at Allegiant Stadium other than some goofy Pro Bowl promotion where he makes the Pro Bowl, and I guess he has to come to the Pro Bowl if they get knocked out and he's here in town. That's the only time I want to see Aaron Rodgers here in town. So Aaron Rodgers, we found out yesterday, does still not want to comment on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, from all accounts, Green Bay wants to make sure that He's happy, but they're playing hardball with him. So the Green Bay Packers have made it clear that they're not trading him. They're not even taking phone calls. They're not doing anything. And I think that's what's frustrating Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers now went back from Montana to Malibu, and now he's going from Malibu to Tahoe to play golf this week. So basically next Monday, after the Tahoe event and the ESPYs, it's going to be all Aaron Rodgers every day on every national show, On this show, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. And if you're good with that, I'm good with the quarterback we have here in Vegas. I think Derek Carr, there's no talk about mental mental awareness. There's no talk about him not being happy. No, nothing. Derek's in the gym every day. Derek's working out with his teammates. Derek's involved in the community. And Derek has no drama. He doesn't. Last year was much more dramatic. As I sat here, I remember in July last year, Derek was a little bit chippier last year about Marcus Mariota coming in, per se. I mean, not he didn't go on record and say it, but everybody knew the elephant in the room. Raiders brought in Marcus Mariota. Some people looked at it as, hey, is this going to light a fire under Derek? He didn't need a fire lit. But, you know, Marcus Mariota, Gruden thought Mariota was too good not to give him an opportunity to prove that he could play and compete for the Raiders. And Marcus Mariota is back. I believe that here in Vegas, we have the best backup quarterback, the number one backup quarterback, the number one backup running back in Kenyon Drake. You need backups, and the Raiders got two of the best at their positions there, but we're not hearing a peep out of Derek this offseason. As I tweeted out earlier today at JT the Brick on Twitter, as I said to everybody, I asked the Raider Nation, let me grab the tweet here pretty quickly. Here's what it said. I asked how everybody felt about this roster and if you thought it was okay. So here's the tweet. The Raiders' defense was significantly upgraded this offseason with Gus Bradley. Yannick Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, and Trayvon Merrick. Derek Carr looks great, and the roster is healthy and ready. You good, Raider Nation, with this quiet July? Uh, Some of the responses here, I think injuries will be the key. Looking forward, though, to the season. Uh, Justin, LV Raiders won. JT, not good with it being quiet. I'm having withdrawals over this. I need football to be a year-round thing. Jose says, 
None of this matters. I'll pay attention when the games start. That's a tweet from a non-radio host. I have to I have to have something to talk about every day. Uh, Darth Navarro says, so stoked for the season. Who am I kidding? I'm stoked every season. And uh, Ricardo Pena says, the defensive tackles and the O-line worry me. Okay. I mean, don't doesn't worry me, but cause for concern, sure. So I'm good. I, I like quiet. I like quiet in July with the football team. I don't like injuries, torn MCLs. Uh, guy didn't show up. Guy doesn't have a good contract. We couldn't sign a rookie. 23rd year coming up with the team. I've seen it all, and it hasn't been all good in July going into camp. I think it's it's is this fair to say? Is this the quietest you ever remember a Raider off season? That's a good topic. Bobby's nodding his head, crossing his fingers. That's a good topic. Can you name me an offseason that was more quiet from a gossip and perspective of a team than it is now for the Raiders? I think the Raiders checked all the boxes in the offseason. Gus Bradley, Yannick Ngakwe, Casey Hayward, Trayvon Merrick. I think they checked every box, and then they decided they were going to sprinkle money from the offensive line over to the defensive side. I think everything's quiet for a reason. Everybody feels like, hey, they know what their job is. Go on vacation, get your mind right, and then come back and get ready to work. 702-365-9200. Sean in Vegas. Thanks for calling, Sean. What do you got? Hey, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. You on your tweet. You know what they say. It's always quiet and calm just before the storm. So I think the Raiders are going to – I think they're on track. And uh, Tom Flores, I was walking through the Oakland airport one time by myself after LaDainian Tomlinson ran for about a million yards on oh. the Raiders. And uh, he was sitting over on a, a bench by himself, and I walked over. Nicest guy I ever met. What a, what a, what a class act. He, he sat and talked with me for about 10 minutes, signed my hat. And then that's the memory yeah. I have. And what a great guy, man. Isn't that I'm, a great so memory for him? Isn't that a great memory to have a private moment with Coach Flores where you remember oh, it, it to awesome. this day and you got time. a signature? That's, that's a great story. Thank you, JT. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we're looking to do. Pretty simple. Just to hear from uh, listeners about the impact that Coach Flores had. As Coach Flores will be getting inducted in early August in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton. Uh, Sanger Raider checking in on Raider Nation Radio. What's happening? Hey, JT, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Um, I, I really enjoy your show and listen to it every day when I can. Thanks. Um, Tom Flores, um, he's from my hometown. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sanger, California. That's why I'm Sanger Raider. That's, that's excellent. Yeah, that, he gets a lot of feedback from his hometown. I talked to Paul McGuire, his best friend, about that and that town and the impact that it had on Coach Flores, and it sounds like the impact the town has on you. I actually played in Tom Flores Stadium when I was in high school uh, for mm-hmm. the Sanger Apaches. Um, so, you know, that connection with Tom, home, hometown guy, uh, I knew his brother, uh, Bob. Uh, he owned the Czech Bates Bar in Fresno. Mm-hmm. One day, which I used to frequent quite a bit because um, I liked Bob and uh, went to school with Bob's daughter. Um, one day, I walked in, sat down at the bar to have a beer, mm-hmm. and who walks in and sits next to me? Tom did. Um, I kind of I looked over at him, you know, to see who it was, and I did a double take and I said, "Hey, Tom, how are you doing?" 
And uh, he looked at me and said, I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you may not know me, but my brother and my sister went to school with you in Sanger High School. And he says, oh, yeah, I remember. And um, we sat there and, and, you know, bullshit a little bit. Oh, no, you can't and, use uh, that word. Can't use that word on the radio, my friend. You can't use that word on the radio. You could use that word on my satellite radio show, 7 to 10 Pacific Sirius XM82, even though I don't use that language. And I know why you use that language. You were getting caught up in the story. It happens. But we have FCC rules. Bobby has an FCC license. And the last thing I want to do is have Bobby lose his FCC license. Haven't used the dump button in a while, Bobby. Nice job. Good job. Alan in Las Vegas as we wrap up the monologue here. How are you, Alan? Hey, JP. Um, I talked to time real quick on Tom Flores. Mm-hmm. I remember in the sixth grade, uh, I wasn't a, a Dr. Raider fan at this point, but we had uh, a Latino Heritage Month presentation. We drew names out of a hat to uh, to study and then do a presentation to the class. And I drew Tom Flores, and I had no clue who Tom Flores was. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading uh, magazines, books. That this guy, he went a simple plane, and then he coached and won two simples with the Raiders. I don't know, how cool is that? And uh, also being a Latino, I'm going, hey, this guy's also Latino. That's, that's pretty awesome. And that just kind of drew me more towards the game in general, but more towards uh, the Raiders and being a fan. And oh, here I am. 20 years later, I'm a diehard fan. Yeah, a diehard fan, and you would put Coach Flores as one of the main reasons you're a diehard fan. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, at the time, I had no, I wasn't a big fan of anybody in general. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Rick Gannon, Garner, Tim Brown, and but to learn about the history of the Raiders and, and the history of the greats, and Tom Flores was right there with them, and that just kind of drew me closer. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that. See? But we're going to call it Summer of Love, Flores, but that's too rock and roll, so Bobby didn't like the idea. It's just countdown to Canton, Tom Flores, and we're delivering. Steph McKenzie's going to join us later. She's in Newport Beach, and she wanted to chime in on Tom Flores and the impact it had. A former Raider running back, Joe Aska, remember him? Played with the Raiders from 1995 through 1997, born in the Virgin Islands. Really interesting backstory. Once a Raider, always a Raider at the bottom of the hour. Last night I had an interesting conversation with Amin El-Hassan, who is a contributor, was to ESPN. Amin El-Hassan, and he's done a great job. He moved with Dan Lebitard to Dan Lebitard's show, and he's also on SiriusXM. So he took a big shot yesterday at Adrian Wojnarowski, the king of ESPN when it comes to the NBA. And he also worked with Rachel Nichols, works with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. And he joined me last night. I'm going to play a portion of that interview coming up here uh, sometime in the next hour or so, which was really good. So we're going to get to that later on in the show. Because I still think that Rachel Nichols story is big. She got benched yesterday by ESPN. It wouldn't put her on the jump, and she didn't do her sideline gig. So what she talked about, about diversity as two women are fighting for space to get their jobs and elevate their jobs. Didn't go over well yesterday at Mickey Mouse over at Disney ESPN, and it's a really big story. And I'm interested in that story because I think it has a lot of layers to it, and it's interesting on the radio. So we'll talk to, we'll we'll play a portion of that interview coming up a little bit later on in the show. And I'm excited that the Dream Team is here, the newest version of the Dream Team, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, they're over at the Win 
They're over at UNLV working out, so we have the greatest basketball players in the world other than the ones playing in the finals who are out here preparing. And there is some really negative news about the Olympics today in Tokyo because of what's happening with COVID. I'm going to make sure that I don't go too far with this. Because, again, you know how seriously I took COVID. Took it very seriously. Not for the fact that I did more radio shows than I ever did during COVID. Was the fact that I just didn't like the way people covered it in the media. There were so many idiots who said it was no big deal because they didn't know anybody who died. They weren't affected by it. And then they just doubled down. And they came to the point now where they're just known. Their legacy is going to be they got COVID wrong. I could get the score wrong in a hockey game. God knows I got it wrong. I picked the Golden Knights to win. But you're not going to say JT guessed wrong on COVID. JT said only 1,000 people would die globally. There were people who did that in my industry. Now we're seeing that COVID could affect the Olympics on a big level now because of what's happening in Tokyo. But a lot of people don't want to hear about that. There is now officially today a state of emergency in Tokyo for the Olympics coming up. It's a big story. It's a global story. There's a big game on here, England, Denmark. There are a lot of fans there. A lot of fans aren't vaccinated. So the big decision coming up here in Vegas is these COVID numbers and this new variant, which is real. Maybe it doesn't concern you. It concerns a lot of people. And everybody needs to get vaccinated. Everybody needs to get closer to being vaccinated so we can stop this global pandemic. If you disagree with me on that, I respect your opinion. I don't agree with it. And I got a, I got a voice. So I'm going to use that here because I could tie it into the Olympics. There might not be an Olympics. There's two weeks they can figure this out. They can shut the whole thing down. The insurance will be insane and the amount of money that they'll lose. But they're taking it much more seriously than we are here. And that's been proven. So I'll get off my soapbox as we open up the show. England, Denmark, no score, 21 minutes in. This is the biggest sporting event in the world. I'll make sure I keep you up to date on it. Uh, running back Joe Aska will join us coming up on the other side. And I really appreciate all your phone calls on Tom Flores. It's Countdown to Canton with Coach Flores, and we'd be thrilled, thrilled to talk to more fans about the impact that Tom Flores had on your life as a Raider fan. Also, Pete Rose texted me today. We're hopefully going to get the all-time hit king on the show tomorrow, brought to you by Ihole, the new international award-winning ultra-premium tequila, the smooth taste, and a fun name. I love Ihole. It's the official tequila of our show on Raider Nation Radio, and it's the official tequila of the Henderson Silver Knights. Iole is from Tequila, Mexico. Actually a spot. Tequila, Mexico, so you know it's going to be recognized as the birthplace of tequila as we continue on. So when we come back, also Dario, uh, Dario Melendez, who's the play-by-play voice for the Milwaukee Bucks, Bobby told me he's going to come in. That's a good get. He's going to come in at 1 o'clock. So the show is rolling. We're out of the gate, as I always said. Hope everybody's enjoying the summer. Big weekend here in Vegas. Conor McGregor, Garth Brooks. Anything else I'm missing? Anything else happening that I need to promote and talk about? I love Las Vegas. Remember, the Raiders had me up in Oakland doing a radio show up in Oakland. And the fans never wanted to believe they were coming to Vegas. I didn't rub it in. I just had some news. 
And it turned out the Raiders found their way to Vegas. Now we have Raider Nation Radio. My feeling that it happened. It finally has happened. Uh, I worked hard for it. I did not campaign it for it because, uh, you know, it's something you don't campaign for. You let other people do it. You let other people bring up what your uh, what your accomplishments have been. And I just said, let, you know, my record uh, stands for itself. And hopefully it'll be good enough for the voters to, to grant me my my last dream and uh, and vote me into the hall of fame so i can be there with all my friends that's tom flores as it's countdown to canton this summer with tom flores also the great charles woodson and let's not forget violator violator goes in as a super fan for all he's done for the raider nation so i don't want to forget anybody but uh, the way I'm positioning Coach Flores is obvious here. In his 80s, waiting the longest, and now he has this opportunity. We're waiting on Joe Aska, a former running back. If you want to get in with your Tom Flores call, a good day to do it. We're on today and tomorrow, heading into a big weekend here in Vegas. No score between Denmark and England in the 29th minute at Wembley tonight. Big game. Winner moves on to the UEFA final in this Euro, which is a big deal, especially for England as they're playing at home. So this is a game that I'm keeping an eye on. Uh, 702-365-9200. Also, the XFL said they are not ready to go. Along with the Canadian Football League, they were going to have some type of hokey merger. And did Denmark just score on a free kick? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Denmark just scored on a free kick. Denmark on top of England, one nothing, and the England players are really upset here. The, De- the Denmark fans are going crazy on a free kick goal. Give me the replay here, Bobby. I want to see this. I looked down. I looked up. Crowd's going crazy there. Uh, the fans that made it in supporting this team. And an incredible goal on a free kick. About 15 yards outside the box. A bend it like Beckham goal that started off in the middle and went into one of the corners there. Beautiful goal. Denmark won over the top of the wall, over Harry Kane's head, and it makes it into the corner. So the XFL is not going to be ready to play until 2023 after their partnership deal with the CFL is not ready. The XFL and CFL both said in separate statements that the decision was jointly reached between the leagues, quote, our talks with the XFL exploring the potential for collaboration and innovation has been positive and constructive while we remain open to finding new ways to work together in the future. We and our XFL counterparts have jointly decided not to pursue any formal arrangements at this time. Incredible. Why do I bring that up? Because I was the voice of the XFL in Vegas. I called the first ever he hate me touchdown in the history of the XFL. So I did that for a year and people often ask me, How was the XFL, JT? And I said it was fun. It was fantastic. We had a blast. We had a blast when it went down. But Vince McMahon was such a great and smart innovator that he realized that it wasn't going to work and he didn't want to bleed cash. So he could have came back for year two. 
and he's making all his money in wrestling, put a lot of money into the XFL, and from what I heard, they said, look, we can fund this thing for another year, but it's going to bleed cash. And Vince said, as an owner, we're out. I'm not going to lose money. I'm not going to continue to do it again. And I thought that was a big mistake because there was great momentum in this town with the XFL and the Outlaws. That first game ever was packed. He hate me with the touchdown and the fireworks and all of that. So that was really cool to see. And uh, I thought it was going to come back, but sometimes you just got to let the past be the past. I think we could all survive without the CFL. I like the CFL. A lot of good players. Swervin, Mervin, Fernandez. A lot of great players who played in the CFL. But the XFL is more gimmicky than ever. So they're going to table that to 2023. I would doubt it ever happens. Darren Waller made a lot of news as he's talking about Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow was switching, as you know, to tight end with Jacksonville. Starting to look like Tebow might make the team from everything I'm hearing down in Jacksonville. I'll be in Jacksonville for a week next week. My in-laws live in St. Augustine, so we haven't been down there in six years. So we're going on uh, taking the boys, and we're going to see the in-laws down in Jacksonville, St. Augustine. Waller talked about Tebow and making the switch to tight end. It's definitely not going to be easy. Uh, changing positions at any level, not to mention the professional level, is going to be difficult. Football's in his blood, so I feel like he'll he'll find a way. He'll he'll find a way to you know he's physical. He's you know, athletic, so I wish him nothing but the best going forward. But, you know, it's a tough transition. You know, I was getting getting my butt kicked, you know, when I first moved to tight end. But you just stick with it and grind through the process and things get better. Yeah, I think this is great about Darren Waller. There's a lot of people that are really freaked out about Tim Tebow infringing on that position at tight end. And Waller doesn't care. Waller was out of the league almost. Waller didn't know if he was going to have a career. And the Raiders gave him an unbelievable opportunity. I love this about Darren Waller as he's pro-Tebow and wants to help him. If he thinks he can learn from me, then I'd love to help him and help make his transition smoother. You know, I tried to find any information I could from watching guys play or asking people, you know, when I moved. So I'd love to continue to pass that on and help him be a better player. This is great, Darren Waller. I mean, Darren Waller doesn't need to do this. You don't hear this from Kittle. You didn't hear it from Travis Kelsey, but you're hearing it from Darren Waller, who seems to be very secure in his position and helping others. That's what's so cool about Darren Waller. 702-365-9200. Joe Aska is supposed to join us. Uh, Hopefully we'll get him up here on the show, so stick around for that. Uh, They called him One-Eye Joe back in the day. And I'll tell you about that story a little bit later on on the show. And we'll get uh, a conversation in a little bit later on with Steph McKenzie, who's going to join us as she's vacationing still in Newport. And then we're going to talk to the pre- and post-game host of the Milwaukee Bucks, Dario Melendez. He's going to join us. So we got a pretty big show lined up. Also going to get into the NBA game, one of the NBA finals. Anything you want to talk about, plus a Tom Flores call, is always good to hear. The number 702-365-9200. We are brought to you by Modelo the official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders, brewed as a model of what good beer should be. I think it's great beer. I drink a bucket of Modelo's every Friday. They're on ice. I put them on ice in the morning. I reward myself with Modelo after an end of the week, after a reward, because Modelo, our proud partner here on Raider Nation Radio, refreshing taste, brewed with fighting spirit since 1925 when we come back amir uh, he was great last night i can't wait for people to hear this and what he had to say 
I think you're going to be surprised. The inside look at what went down with Rachel Nichols and Adrian Wojnarowski, Amin El Hassan, who's a very good NBA contributor. My conversation with him coming up, and a lot more to get to here on a beautiful day, hot day. Denmark won, England nothing. Wow. Rachel Nichols leak conversation. You're not going to find it with me. Rachel Nichols pretty much said on an open microphone on a phone call, a private phone call, that hey, diversity is one thing. I know about it. I'm a woman. But if you're looking for more diversity, don't come to my spot and take it from me. That's really what she said. And it was leaked out. And I think Rachel Nichols does a good job. She didn't say anything racist. She was just insecure about her position. doesn't want to lose the work. But this is a firestorm. And last night I had Amin El Hassan on my show, formerly of ESPN. He was on the jump as one of the contributors with Rachel all the time, all the time, and also a contributor. And he started his career as a former scout. So he joined me last night on Sirius XM. And I asked him what I was missing on this story because he has strong opinions and he was right in the middle of everyone involved. Yeah, I think I think the big thing is that one, Rachel, you know, what people are walking away with a casual understanding of the story is that Rachel said something along the lines of the only reason why Maria got this job is because she's black, right? Which And saying basically you know, people are assuming that Rachel is one way in public and then behind closed doors, she really doesn't, she's not for the cause, so to speak. And the reality is Rachel what she said was not a disparagement of Maria or was not meant to be a disparagement of Maria. Matter of fact, in a private conversation without her knowledge of being paid, she pointed out Maria's awesome. Maria's great as a job at a job and absolutely deserving of that gig. But I was contractually promised this thing. And I think that's the part that people are missing. She is talking about something that ESPN in writing promised her and now have taken away from her. And I think, one of the things that I, I, I'm staggered how many people are kind of missing this is uh, how many of us, when contractually obligated, given us something, especially in our industry, right? It's what you and I do, right? If you had in your contract, you've got this show at this time on Mad Dog Sports, and then one day they say, ah, you know, I'm thinking you tell me, you're not going to say, well, them to be the breaks. Nobody does that. Nobody does that in general in life, but nobody specifically in our industry does that. 
also a question of the ageism, which is really real for women in our industry, not so much for us. And, you know, the part of the reason why women get territorial is because we work in an industry where they're like, once you hit a certain age, all right, get her out, bring in the new model, right? New model is in like, like a car, not new model, like a, a runaway model. So I think that's another strain that's running through that. But I think the biggest thing is ESPN really mishandled this entire situation, not this week, but months and months and months ago. And rather than fix their problems, they try to throw a, a happy PR face on it one way or another and keep it moving. I mean, El Hassan joins us as we wrap this up. So you had really strong comments on Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, really strong comments on him that I wasn't aware of because I'm not in your circle with Woj from the jump to ESPN where you formerly worked. And I thought that was really interesting because Woj is the type of guy that gets a lot of content out Woj bombs and my sons are in the other room and myself and I'm, I'm doing live radio as you know while games are live so I need some of that information I was interested in your comments because personally for you you seem motivated to talk about that and maybe some of the careers along the way newsbreakers that couldn't get their voice out because he had a lot of power and probably you know it seems like I don't want to put words in your mouth might have abused that power normally you don't hear that from individuals in the media, but you said it for a reason. Are you still comfortable with those comments? 100%. I didn't say something that I came to groups with today. This is something mm-hmm. that pretty much everyone who works in basketball knows about this. I want to be clear. Adrian's good at his job. Yeah. I'm not trying to make it seem like Adrian doesn't do anything. He's good at his job, but he has also used his position and leverage to impact people's careers and to, uh, dare I say, bogart the shine from people. What I said, one of the things I said was, there's a reason why you see so many reports that say, as reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and fill in the blank. Because right now the process that they have is, if you have a scoop, you bring it to Adrian first so he can confirm it. And then they go out with it. And now, like, he's got the byline. And so I understand from a fan perspective, or from someone who's, you know, like you, I cover sports. I'm not really in the trenches. You don't care. You don't care who reported it, right? You just care that it's right, right? You only care that it is correct, it is accurate, because I'm going to go on to air and talk about it. And for a fan, you don't even care if it's accurate. You just care that it's, it's juicy gossip or whatever. But within our industry, you know if people are making their careers, taking their careers on being known for getting scoops and getting news, it can be incredibly damaging because guess what? When these Woj bombs go out, but it's as reported by Woj and fill in the blank, we never talk about the fill in the blank bomb. We give the credit to, to Long oh, yeah, and you were there. When the reality is a lot of times it's the other person who did the reporting and this guy's sticking his name on it as the cosign. Um, and, and so, you know, and that's just, to me, that's a tip of the iceberg comes. There's a lot more that's going on right. behind the scenes. That, again, people in basketball know, but the general public and the general sports media industry don't know because at the end of the day, nobody cares. Well, you're a good example of this. You've always had a big career, career-based in the NBA on multi uh, and several platforms. Now that you're a contributor with Dan Lebitard on that show and you have SiriusXM, are you in a better place because of the issues at ESPN and what you could have said or couldn't have said on television sitting next to Rachel and what you can say on Mad Dog and NBA radio, is this good for you going forward because you have 
you're just going to be more comfortable being a content provider because you work in different platforms that you probably feel like you could be a little bit more fun and loose and and get out your opinions more than you could have at the worldwide leader. Well, I'm going to say this. Uh, I owe ESPN a huge debt of gratitude. Uh, I never even had a dream of being in the media until they asked me if I wanted to do it. I worked there. I had opportunities to meet and connect with people like Dan Levitard, who are now big parts of my life and Mm -hmm. my career. Uh, And, you know, I'm at SiriusXM because I was at ESPN first and, and, uh, Sean Butler and Andy King and all those guys saw me and wanted to bring me in and bring me over. So I, I, I don't want it to take seem like ESPN's awful. They don't do anything. Like, I owe them. But having said that, you're asking me, am I happier now? Absolutely, because of what you said, the freedoms that I have. And specifically on a week like this, because this is a conversation that was addressed on the jump, the show that I used to do with Rachel, for basically like four minutes, five minutes, you know, and, and they went on to something else. They asked me if I'm happier now. Absolutely. That's why I asked, and uh, I really respect your opinion, as you know, and I really appreciate you coming on during the game tonight as you get back to the game. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, so that was my conversation with Amin El Hassan, who's right in the middle of this Rachel Nichols story, which is picking up big steam. Here was Rachel Nichols' apology when this story leaked out, and she w- this was before she was benched, yesterday before game one of the finals. So the first thing they teach you in journalism school is don't be the story. And I don't plan to break that rule today or distract from a fantastic finals. But I also don't want to let this moment pass without saying how much I respect, how much I value our colleagues here at ESPN, how deeply, deeply sorry I am for disappointing those I hurt, particularly Maria Taylor, and how grateful I am to be part of this outstanding team. One of the reasons this is such a big story is Rachel Nichols was living the dream at ESPN, living the dream, hosting some of the biggest games in the world, getting the biggest interviews, and she might have thrown it all away for a private conversation she had that was leaked. So I'm pro Rachel Nichols. I don't think what she said, I don't think what she said was a fireable offense. She's talking about diversity. She's talking about her insecurities of maybe losing more time on the air, and she didn't use any bad language. She didn't destroy a person. She didn't say something racial. But people are assuming it's very racial because she's a white woman concerned about a black woman potentially taking her job. I mean, there's a lot of people in the world right now worried about another person taking their job. That doesn't mean you get fired for that. You're concerned. You're insecure. And it was a private conversation that was leaked. Think of that for a second. So you don't have to agree with Rachel Nichols. You can have a different perspective on your job. But imagine at your job, you're having a private conversation with someone. And you're saying, you know, I'm worried about my job because I shouldn't have to worry about it. I'm great at what I do. But this person wants more of my job. And they don't deserve it. And they better not do it on my watch because they're not getting my job. And that person is a different color than you or a different gender. And all of a sudden, you're fired because you were having a private conversation and it was leaked. Now, that's an important part of this for me because of what we're dealing with now with social media. This was a year ago, a year ago when Rachel Nichols was in the bubble. But today with cancel culture and the world that we're living in, I don't know, maybe it is a fireable offense. Because on the record, in a conversation that was leaked, she said, quote, ESPN's crappy diversity. 
You can't say that about ESPN and Disney. You can't say that about the company you work for. I've worked for great companies my entire career. That No, I have, Bobby. I mean, they, I, the former company I worked for was tremendous to me. That relationship ended after 17 and a half years, and I had a lot of opinions on that, but none of it, and a lot of people ask me diversity questions. No, not a, not a diversity issue. A lot of people ask me that question. When you get replaced for inferior talent or even superior talent, people ask you why. And a lot of people don't know what they get that information through the news. I feel bad for Rachel Nichols, but she deserves it. That's the point. She deserves this because she wasn't careful with the conversation and having the camera on and getting leaked and talking about this to LeBron James's confidant, considering the NBA, ESPN, and Disney are all in business together with LeBron James. You can't do a real job covering LeBron James's career when you're talking about diversity with LeBron James's confidant. You can't do your job. You can't do it correctly if people know that that's the way you're doing business behind the scenes. England won on an own goal. Denmark knocks the ball into their own net. 1-1. 1-1 England and Denmark. The biggest sporting event in the world is going on as we speak. I'll keep you up to date. Uh, coming up next on the other side, we're going to get to the NBA, what happened last night. And also, Steph McKenzie is supposed to join us next hour if we can get her off the beach in Newport, which we're excited about, too. And I'm also excited about uh, the opportunity to talk to the pre- and post-game host, but it might be too close to his radio show, and we'll figure that out. So we got a big second hour to go. If you're joining us late, our goal is to get a Tom Flores caller two or three or four every hour. We had three or four in hour number one. Let's start the second hour with a great phone call on Tom Flores and his legacy and the impact as we are counting down to the summer of Flores getting inducted into Canton, which is a really big deal to all of us involved here. Hour number one brought to you by the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson. They have the super deals that you're looking for. They'll deliver the vehicle to your home or office, never leaving your home. It's that easy. Stress-free buying. Buying a new car is as easy as buying an iPhone. Unbelievable financing. Hey, it's time to look for a new vehicle. Head on out to the Henderson Hyundai Superstore, Boulder Highway in Henderson.